Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. This episode contains spoilers from Serpent and Dove and Blood and Honey by Shelby Meharan, with references to Crescent City and Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Mass, and Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I am. My phone just fell off. <laughs> I'm wonderful. We're doing great today. <laughs> We're winning. It's fine. I'm just, you know, winning at life. It's going well. It's good. It's going well. It's going well. It's supposed to rain here this weekend, so it's gonna be nice to get my life in order. What else? I don't really have that much going on. I got a pretty quiet, quiet life. Have you? What about you? What's 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 going on with you? Nothing really. I'm excited for the weekend. My company. I think I already said this, but my company has gone full back from home. So this was my first full week, like back at home in like two months. So that was nice. Nice, like relaxing work from home life that I forgot about. Yeah, but yeah, that. I'm good. Just, you know, online shopping and reading lots of books and living your best life. Keep up, keep up with the trends. Have you, oh, gosh. Of, have you bought anything bookish this week? We haven't done this um, in a while. I just realized that. I know. It's like it's getting embarrassing. So um, let's see. I got what have I got in the mail? I got both of my owl crate boxes, my June and July. My June bookish box is on the way. I'm very excited about it. Um, let's see. My book of the month box came through. I got three books in that. So I got The Heart Principle, One Last Stop, and Once There Were Wolves. So pretty excited about those. I bought a bunch of books off of um, Book Outlet because they were having um, a sale. And so... <laughs> I bought more books. They also had Song of Achilles on sale or they had Song of Achilles on there for like $7. So I had to buy it. Um, So I bought that and a bunch of other books. And then um, I got some bookish candles in the mail from Possum Wicks, which I'm really excited about. Um, They are from Sherilyn Kenyon's Dark Hunter series and they smell so good. And I love them so much. Um, My first like official bookish candles that I actually um, got. So that was a lot of fun. And magnets from my book cart. So they're super cute. Um, one of them says, treat yourself, treat your shelves. And then another one says, no shelf control. One says, introverted, but we'll talk about books. Another one is like a postage stamp of the Shire. And then one is a little book cart. This is lost in the stacks. So just a, a bunch of stuff. Oh, and then obviously got my uh, copy of um, Gods and Monsters when it came out so was very excited about that so that's all my bookish mail is everything what about you what have I gotten um I got a big order from stacking pages I ordered like a bunch of things for giveaways for the podcast and I ordered a couple of things for myself that I was really excited about that like came back in stock so I got a big order of that a couple weeks ago but we haven't done this in a while uh I got a book from Harper Perennial but I got a book from them Horse Girls, which I'm really excited to read. I read like the first chapter and I was like, oh, I feel this in like deep in my soul. I got my bookish box, June YA box, 
last week. Um, I didn't What's that feel like. Yeah. <laughs> I skipped July. So spoiler for the bookish box for June. It's jewelry, a candle, a pin, the book, um, and like two mystery items every month. And for me, I just was like, I don't really want the July one. I'm not like interested in any of the fandoms. I have a ton of like costume jewelry. So it's kind of like done with it, but it came late anyway. So it's not really like I missed out on anybody's because it didn't come until like the last week of July. So yeah, I got that last week. The book is really pretty. It's gold spun. It's a really fun ring, which I liked a straw, some Akatar like bookends. Yeah. So it was a couple of like, I love the straw. That was really fun, but yeah, I'm just a little over it. So, um, I actually finally got on fairy loots list. So I will get that in August. So you guys will get a fun unboxing on my story. I'm really excited for that. Um, what else did I get? I got some stickers from a friend who sent me those just for funsies. Shout out to Courtney. She's the bomb.com, like some coffee ones, this book ones. I think that was about it. I ordered like a couple of things from other girls on bookstagram. So I got the Raven cycle, like pillowcases that were from fairy loot last month and the Crescent city, like ceramic pot, but now I use it for bookmarks, which is really cute. I think that's like nice. it as far as Your I know, I got a pin. bookmark collection. Yeah. My massive bookmark. And it's like wide, like I was using a mason jar before and the mason jar was tiny. So this is wide. So now I can put all my like thumb holders and like, I have a bunch of resin bookmarks now. And then I ordered like a fork and knife set, like a travel fork and knife set. And they all have like quotes on them. They're really cute. And they're gold. They're like fancy and a pin. So I'm doing my denim jacket, which I just finished today. And it's so cute. And I'm very lazy. So I probably won't post a reel for like quite some time, but I love it. I'm obsessed. Oh, I, I did um, also get an, uh, a book outlet order. You and I also have bookish things that we're sending each other. <laughs> so some like yeah. random things that we have That'll for each other that play up. So yeah, I feel like I've gotten up. like a little, a lot of like miscellaneous things. I did do the book outlet sale. I forgot about that. I got Song of Achilles also, and I did the Poppy War. It's not Aurora Rising because that's the new one that's coming out, but whatever that series is, uh, I got one of the ones from that. I did a drift. The Lion's Den was like $2.99. So I got the Lion's Den. I've just like seen that cover a couple places. Looks good. Um, oh, and I got uh, We Free the Stars. I actually just finished We Hunt the Flame. So I'm mm-hmm. very excited to start the second one. It was. Um, Did you like We Hunt the Flame? It was okay. It wasn't the best. I, 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 I don't know if it was the audio experience. I listened to it on audiobook because my library has it. I, I did the Kindle, the audio, and the physical copy. And the, yeah. the wait list is so long. And that was the first one to come in. Um, so I just finished it like yesterday, the day before. And the narrator switches for whoever's POV it is. So it's a guy that narrates for the guy and the girl that narrates for the girl, which I thought was nice. Yeah. But I think because I'm not reading the book, um, I had a really hard time differentiating like who was who. Yeah. Because it's set in like an Arab culture. Um, their names are very like quick. And I think yeah. they're like, I need to like see it. And it was one of those ones where it felt like the place had the same name as like people and they weren't mm. the same letter, but it just felt that way. So I had a hard time kind of following the story. It felt a lot like Gilded Wolves to me. I wanted it to be really good. The food descriptions are amazing. The world building is really great. It is, you know, knife to the throat, enemies to lovers, one bed, blah, blah, blah. I actually don't think it's one bed, but like hidden island prophecy, et cetera, et cetera. Like really good stuff. Her writing style is amazing. I just think it felt a little flat for me as far as like character mm-hmm. development went. So it's like a solid three, maybe 3.25 stars. Um, yeah. Nothing like spectacular. But you I think it was overhyped. I don't think it was overhyped. I think people that like that stuff, like that stuff. Um, yeah. If, like I said, people love Gilded Wolves. And mm-hmm. for me, it was the worst, like one of the worst books I've ever read. Yeah. And it wasn't the writing style. It was just the storyline, like didn't do it for me. And um, <laughs> I don't love things set in like, 
1800s France. It, it just drives me nuts. I think it's like overdone. So in that aspect, I think that's what it was. The storyline just fell a little flat for me. I was like, okay. Um, and it ends on a cliffhanger, of course. So that irritated me a little Shocking. bit. Yeah. <laughs> but her writing style is really good. And I mean, I lived abroad in the Middle East. So I was like listening to all the, or yeah, listening literally to all these like foods being described and like the culture and stuff. It was like really like homey. And I like, liked that part of it. Um, but I just think like the storyline in general kind of fell flat for me. So I'm oh. hoping the next one like picks up. Yeah. And I also really well, like the covers. So yeah, the covers right now, are really pretty. So I got I, We Hunt the Flame before I finished We Free the Star. So my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard really good things about it, but it is YA though, right? It's, or is it? Yeah. Yeah. So it, we, if we have a this or that episode coming up and we kind of talk about um, our feelings on YA and new adult in that. And so you can hear more about that. But again, I, um, I just lately I've been preferring the more new adult and, and adult books just cause I can yeah. relate to them more. Yeah. And I don't, so. and I think like the tragic backstory and everything like made sense to me. I will probably do episodes on these cause they are really good books, but I just think that like overall, I, I didn't feel the enemies to lovers. Like I didn't feel it that they were supposed to like end up together. Um, yeah. And there was a couple of like really big plot twists in there that I, I kind of, they didn't feel big enough, but then kept being brought up later on. And I was like, oh, okay. So that was like relevant, I guess. Um, so just a little bit of that, but it was really good. I thought it was, I mean, she did, a, she did a great job and it's interesting to read something and like, it's very Tower of Dawn in that it's like yeah. that same similar setting, which I really like that. And I think that it's very easy to bring that to life and like be very vibrant in the, the like culture and it was fun, but yeah, just the storyline to me was like, okay. <laughs> so that one's in my yeah so I bought that one we'll see I got oh, a lot but yeah nice. book outlet sales are where it's at I love, man I love book outlet like book outlet for like online buying because you can usually get some like new like newer releases and like books that are like hardcovers and for like a really good price and they always have sales so Shout out to Book Outlet for being amazing. But them and they're like my favorite place to buy online. And then what's it called? And then to shop in store, I'm all for half price books. And then like the used books at Books a Million. <laughs> so that's my, totally my preferences. So yeah. So what are we, now that we've finally talked about all of our, I feel like we haven't talked about everything that we've bought in a really, really long yeah, time. It's so been ages. Nice. I've nice. done a lot of book outlet buys and like, I got some, I agree with you. Like I've got some really good stuff, but I decided like, it, we went a little crazy there. We went a little crazy for a minute. I got a lot of things. I need to do a book buying ban and like, just stop buying stuff. Same. That's how I feel. Just need to like, let it go. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. And I'm think I'm going to be getting like three book boxes this month. So that's like at least three books right there. So I don't need to buy anymore. I've bought many so I'm I'm hoping to go on a book buying ban for like a while because yeah. I just need to read what I have yeah I was thinking like next month I might just start at the top of my bookshelf and like work my way down and that's gonna a be good idea TBR for the next like year because it's a good idea yeah oh. <laughs> oh what are we talking about today we are talking about blood and honey so for those of you that don't know Serpent and Dove was our very first episode that we did as far as like covering a book. Um, and 
I, I, Lou is everything. I love Lou so much. And so, um, I loved it. It was kind of my first, like bookstagram made me do it. Like this was like the very first book that I read that was like the start of my bookstagram journey. So that was a lot of fun. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back. But yeah, so we're moving on with the series and this week we are covering Blood and Honey and um, I'm excited. That's one way to put it. Todd is not excited. I love Serpent and Dove, which is saying a lot for me because as I said earlier, I dislike the French. Yeah, that's my hot take. This one was, this one was not a vibe for me. What were your like initial, not like star ratings because we'll do that at the very end, but like what were your kind of initial thoughts on the book? I think you should go first. <laughs> I I really enjoyed it. I think just for me being back in this world again was really enjoyable for me reading about Lou and Reed and Ansel and Coco and Bo- just reading about all these characters and just all of it over like I was so happy to be back in this world again. And I I don't think I realized how much I missed it until I started like reading Blood and Honey and I was just like I was very excited to be back, back in this, in this world again. What about you? I think I know, I think I know, but go ahead. I have some thoughts. I think mistakes were made. I bought the paperback version of this and the font is unbelievably small and the margins are very big. And so I, that distracted me like quite a bit. It's a 500 page book and it looks less than 300 pages. Like it's very small. But in reality, I think it could be a 300 page book in the way that the like margins. So that like really threw me off. Like I had a hard time. I just felt like I was like reading very closely to my face the whole time. So that might've done it. Other than the fact that the book was like really bad, that could be a problem. Um, I read the like snippet at the end of Serpent and Dove for Blood and Honey. So I started reading the book and I think this like ruined it for me a little bit too. I started reading and I was like, okay, I've already read these chapters. Like where do I get to the part that I like haven't read yet? Cause it's like the first like three chapters or whatever. So that was like, I don't know. I just felt like I was wasting my time at the beginning. Cause I was like, okay, I already read this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think I started off bad being like the font is small, whatever. This is a very long winded description of like why I didn't like this book at all. But there was a point where I was about 120 pages in and I was like, how many pages do I have to read per day to be done in time to record this episode? Like that's where I was at because I like had such a hard time getting into it. And nothing happened. Nothing happened. Not a, the one thing happened this entire book. And it was one sentence at the end. Like there may be like three things that foreshadowed what was going to happen next, but like quite literally it was 12 pages of actual like plot. And I read, I was like reading spoilers and reviews while I was reading the book. Cause I was like, I need to know what happens next. Cause nothing happened. So I think, I don't know. I just, I had such a hard time. This was such a filler book and people were like four and a half stars, really the worst one of the series, but like really good rating, like four and a half stars, just like total filler book, hated it a lot, but like, you know, four and a half stars. And I was like, okay. So like, I just don't understand. Like, so I think yeah, a lot of people did not like this book. You'll see a lot of like the reviews. They're like, this was not it. Which, which is totally fair, that. but like people were giving it like massive, they were like four stars, but like hated every minute of it. And I was like, okay, so that's not accurate. Like that's I guess that you four like, stars. love them, <laughs> but like give it, give it something. So I was like trying to read the reviews, like, and a lot of people are really positive. And I was like, okay, so maybe I'm just crazy. But then I would read the review and it would be like really boring, like, you know, whatever plot filler. Anyways, I, I just, I couldn't, I had a really hard time getting through it. I finished it 22 minutes before the episode. Like I'm just... <laughs> 
I, 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 I like Serpent of Dove. I really did. I thought it was a good book. It was a solid, like four and a half stars for me, four star read. I love Shelby Meharan. I think she's a great author. I think she does a good job. I love these characters, but this book was just, I just, so many things happened that were so irrelevant. And at one point I was like, I'm sorry, did she just say mermaids? Like, is that a joke? And then I just like put the book down. So I struggled. I struggled. That's the moral yeah. of whatever the story was. <laughs> yeah. I remember you texted me in, cause I had finished it and, um, you were like, Oh, you're done. And I was like, yeah, I really liked it. Like I couldn't put it down. And you're like, at what point did that happen for you? <laughs> cause I'm at like and I'm just struggling and I was laughing so hard and I'm like, well, from the beginning for me. So like, I think, I think part of it too, is just, I was so happy to be like reading about these characters again. That was like my thing for me. I haven't picked up gods and monsters yet because I think I kind of had a little bit of a book hangover from this one. Cause there was just like, I, I had to like pick up not and. I don't know if I had a book hangover in a good way or a bad way. Like I enjoyed it, but it's definitely not, not as good as Serpent and Dove. Like I, I did not, I don't think it compares to Serpent and Dove at all, but um, I've heard that Gods and Monsters is really good. A lot of people have said that they really, really enjoy it. So I'm excited to read Gods and Monsters and I'm excited to see this next chapter because I think a lot's going to happen, but um yeah, for me, I was just really excited to, I think, be back in this world again and um, reading about these characters that I just, I love them all so much. So, so, so much. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. But um, I guess we can get into it if we want to start it off. I mean, according to Tatiana, nothing happens. So <laughs> I'll just say, I really like Coco in Servant of Dove. And I just felt like there were so many points in here where she could have been at the forefront and like been a big character and it was just so lost. And like, there were so many things that you like wanted to find out more about her and like her background. And I just feel like we didn't get any of that. And Mm -hmm. I think that like disappointed me more and more as we like went throughout the story. And I felt like it was the Lou show, which I understand, but like in the crazy psychotic kind of way. Um, And that just like got exhausting to me after a while, but I love that this book picks up right at the end of the last one. They're running through the forest and they're hiding in a hobbit hole in the ground, eating dirt and Bark things, and chilling out. <laughs> um, and, you know, they're witty and there's good banter and there's all of that. And then Lou and Reed can't keep their hands off each other. And they go into a little pond. And then the Chassers, Ch- Chaucers show up and she uses magic again she hasn't done in like you know a couple chapters um and reed uses magic but it's not like i didn't feel like that part was explained very well like i understand what happened is like she used too much of her power passed out and he helped her but it's like i would have loved the description of like what he did like what his power was and i was like okay so this is setting it up for like clearly reed's not gonna like embrace this that he said he was going to and so i think that's where it started to disappoint me was like okay so we're not gonna get a description of like him using his power at all um how did you feel about the the notes that she got like at the very beginning were you like okay so Morgane is gonna play like a big role or did you think she was just gonna be like creepy on the edge for the whole time I felt like she was gonna be creepy on the edge the whole time which I wasn't shocked by that that she literally was that the entire time and just like toying with them um she Lou makes it very apparent in the beginning she likes to play games 
this is her game. Like she's not going to just come right out and do something. It's going to be like a game. Um, I felt like the timeline in this book was really weird. Like it was really hard for me to be like, okay, when is the archbit? So basically the whole premise is they get this note from Morgan and, or yeah, we're going to call her Morgan. It's easier to say. Anyways, they get this note from Morgan and she says this, this weird verse or whatever. And basically they have decided that she's going to make some sort of move at the archbishop's funeral. And so um, they decide, okay, we need to make, we need to get allies. We need to, you know, align ourselves with these like other groups of like mythical beings basically. And, um, and come as a united front to Morgan and so or against Morgan and I was very confused by this this all came together like very quickly very fast get the like Dom Rouges and like we already had talked about them but then she literally was like yeah so like what about some werewolves anybody thought about like the mermaids and I was like I'm sorry did I miss something like in another episode (laughs) like was there about the werewolves chapter knew about the werewolves but not like as an ally they were like no just like peek on over there and see if the lupines what happened no because they like hate each other huh yeah Yeah. and i was like mermaids and she brought it up and then i never saw a damn mermaid and i'll never be not upset about that (laughs) throw that one out there but it just where were the mermaids so quick yeah i will say that especially because you know, they're, they're, they're having these conversations and, um, she's like, we need to make a plan. We need to make a plan and lose like tomorrow, tomorrow, we'll make a plan tomorrow. And like, (laughs) like, I understand wanting to put it off just because like, you know, she talks about them having this like bubble of like this like time that they're never going to get back. And it broke my heart when she's just like, Reed smiles are so rare and I can't wait for a time when his smiles won't be rare and he won't hold them so closely and and guard them so closely and it would just like broke my heart because it's just like oh like they're they're in such a weird time right now and so that was like kind of heartbreaking for her and for him and you know really this whole book is him he I would say I felt like he was this entire book I felt like he was more off his rocker than she was i I Definitely. hated his character in this. Like, I could have yeah. smacked the ever-loving fire out of him. Like, same. He, he felt zero percent like himself. And then, on t- yeah. and then I think that's what made Lou seem crazier. Reading his like POV, and I was just like, I don't know. I guess this is like kind of further into it, but like about I don't know, like two hundred fifty pages in, I was like, okay, so Lou and Reed aren't endgame. Like, I'm done with them. I don't believe that they like each other. I don't believe that they care about each other. Like, I was just over it. I was like tired of his attitude and tired of the way he was treating her. And I was just like, this is not someone who like cares about her. Like, and the self-loathing part, like we're done with it. I don't know if you felt that way, but like, for me, it was like, I thought his self-loathing was in the part where Ansel was like, she's a witch, get over yourself. And I know that he needed some time to be like, I'm a witch, get over yourself. But it just, it was like, it literally was 500 pages. And I was like, this is the whole book. I mean, he struggled the whole book with, I hate myself and I hate magic and you can't, you can't use magic around me. I'm like, honey, get over yourself. Yeah. Like, like, how the hell is going she going to find like, a league of witches? How am I supposed like, to like not use I magic? I just, yeah. How are you supposed to defend yourself? Like he, I, I agree. I did not like read until like the very end of this book. Like I, I was like, could care less. so annoyed with him the entire time. I was so annoyed. 
And to be completely honest, I didn't think Lou was as off, like, was, I didn't think she was more off her rocker than Reed was. Like, Reed. No, just, like, set a friend on fire, but, like, that's fine. Well, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, I feel like she wasn't as crazy as everyone was making her out to be. Exactly. I feel the same way. And, like, his mom, that dynamic was really Pissed me off. Yeah. So much. She made me so angry. Giving me like, how well do you really know her? And I was like, she's not good enough for you. I'm like, honey, I'm like, okay, first of all, first of all, let's just note this right here. You have never been a part of his life. So what on God's green earth gives you the damn right to sit here and tell him you're actually not married to her. So, um, and you need to, you need to decide if she's actually who you want to be with. And I'm like, she's not good enough for you. I'm like, fuck you fuck you very much like that i i will defend lou to my dying breath i love lou so much so well, you know what yeah. back the fuck off like i agree like and i feel this is what i was uh, this i think was what irritated me initially was like i thought we had already established the character dynamics of the character relationship and it there was just like a 180 like coco was like i trust reed and it's like no you don't you literally said you didn't but like now you do which i understand like at the very end but she was like as soon as they found the troop to fortune or whatever, she was like, I trust him. Like I trust him, send him on his way. And I was like, no, what? And like her relationship with Ansel, I feel like she egged him on and then broke his heart. And it was like, that just felt that whole thing I, felt like very ungenuine. Yeah. That whole situation made me so angry. I was like, first of all, I was only here for the two of them. And like, now I'm pissed. Um, yeah. I just felt like the dynamics of the characters, I think were just, it was like a 180 of what we were in the, in the last one. And it was, one step forward, three steps back with like the annoying tendencies that they all had. And the only one that I felt like was in character, I agree with you, was Lou. Like even Bo wasn't really that like snarky and funny and like didn't have the good banter that he had before. So I think that's what annoyed me. I agree with the timeline. So in my head, and this is my own fault based off like spoilers I've heard and things like that, because people have said that like, they think this is like a reference to Crescent City, but like, they think that like, Bryce and Hunt are endgame, but they're going to do like a Lou and Reed situation where they get separated. So in my head, I thought that it was going to be like a majority of book. They were separated and it's really only like seven chapters. So I I think, and they're short chapters, it's probably only like 50 pages. So it's kind of annoyed by that because I thought in my head that like a majority of the book was going to be like separate. And sometimes I think Lou and Reed's point of view run together when they're in the same situation. I'm reading it and I'm like, wait, who's like, POV is at this chapter. So I liked when they were separated and you knew it was like two separate storylines. And I felt like, I thought they were going to go to the Dom launches and they were going to go to the werewolf separately and then meet up, but they didn't. Was that just me? Yeah, I felt, I felt the same thing. And I just felt the timeline was just really weird. It was a very short timeline, which again, it's, it's a YA book. So the timelines are always like, everything happens in two days. So like, I, I get that. Um, the timeline was really weird for me. I, I was not loving the timeline in this one. Um, I wanted more out of loose time with the Dom Rouches. So, cause I feel like, first of all, they're all a bunch of fucking psycho bitches. Like psycho. Um, I forgot her name and I don't know why, but Nicolina, that's the one. Is she a ghost? She's a wraith. Yeah. Which I think is like a ghost situation. I'm so confused. That's but she eats say. hearts. So there's that. Like her and there's a bug. Um, 
her and Coco's aunt, first of all, I, like we talked about you, you, you just said this. I didn't feel like any of these characters were in any way, shape or form what they were in Serpent Dove, other than yeah. like Lou and like Morgan. Like that was it. You know what I mean? And so like Coco was so submissive this entire book and just like, it's fine. It's okay. Like we're, we're all, it's fine. And I'm like, who is this? And like, I did like Ansel's character. I thought he was a little whiny to be completely honest. in some of the scenes like, I want to help. And they're like, mm, you're kind of in the way, but I he just like, witch. I was like, stop talking. Yeah. I just, he was just kind of complaining the whole time. Lou was just, or not, Lou was great. And she kind of went a little off a rocker, but I felt like she was very genuine to her character. And Bo was good, but also pretty whiny. And then Reed, I wanted to just smack the shit out of the whole freaking book. Like up until like the last two chapters, I was so over his shit, like so done with him. And so, um, which makes me sad to say, but you know, and it's just like, and then you get with the Dom Rouges and I felt like she was there for like a minute and then that's it. And then she just leaves. She was literally there for like a night. It was literally like two chapters. And again, these chapters are like three pages long. Like they're pretty or whatever. They're not, but like, these are short chapters. I think for me too, is like, I was a bit confused reading that situation. And I think it's because I read Serpent and Dove so long ago, but when they were looking for the guy, I was like, I didn't realize that that was like the King's children. Did you like, I don't, I don't know if I needed to like refresh her. And then she mentioned it. I was like, okay, that makes sense. But I didn't realize that like, I don't know when she was just like, oh yeah. And Gabby's his half sister. And I was like, when did we find that out? Like this moment, yeah. you know, yeah. so that, that was like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I agree. Like I would have loved more time with them. And I guess to me, it was just like their structure was kind of strange. I thought them yeah. to be a little more like fearsome and they were just like sad. And it, it reminded me of like the black beaks, like the iron teeth versus the Croatians or the Croatians or whatever in throne of glass. It, it felt very similar to that, um, in the way that their like life livelihood was like set up. So I liked that, but again, I mean, we all use for like some good witch scenery. I'd have liked a little bit more in there and like a little more explanation of her aunt and maybe more of like Coco's backstory. We brought it maybe up again. more of like Coco actually being Coco and not. Well, and I didn't, I guess I maybe read this wrong again. It's been a while since I read Serpent Dove but I didn't realize the, the Dom Rouches come from the Dom blocks and they're like the less common version of them. Did you, I genuinely like don't, they're like the rare children of the Dom Blanches and which is like fine, which is cool. Like I like that, but it's also just like, also if they're so rare, how is Coco's aunt Coco and her aunt? Right. Or maybe it's just that bloodline, but like, I don't know. I just her and aunt like, was where the super... food came from and stuff like that. Like yeah. I would have just liked a little bit more info about like why they hate each other and like it's not their fault that they're like Dom Rouches and like granted yeah. that's a whole different shade of magic, but like I don't know. It's just weird to me. Yeah. Well, and then fucked. she's like, Oh, they were eating people, they were eating hearts, eating hearts, and no one does that. But then they're like Gabby's like, Yeah, they eat everyone's hearts. They're like just eating hearts left and right. And I'm like, that's dark. Like, okay, like <laughs> brutal i'm just like oh that's kind of gross and but like from the get-go i did not like nicolina or the aunt like they just creeped me out and i think that was the point but like i did not like them and then you know you get 
Reed is like in this circus basically <laughs> with Devereaux. Yeah. And it was just so weird. And then like, I thought it came together so quickly that, Oh, Hey, here's two more male witches. Like I just, I just yeah. thought that was kind of weird. That with the twins. That was strange to me. So did you think Devereaux was a, a witch or just like something else? Or what were your thoughts? There. I had no idea what Devereaux was. I thought the twins were going to be werewolves. And the ah. way that they were like foreshadowing that, being like, we're going to yeah. go find the werewolves. I was like, oh, they want to get them on their side because like there are some like long lost pack of their yeah. own. Like that was my thought. No. Nobody else I had expected that. them to be witches. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't fair. shocked when they were like, oh, they're witches. Yeah, I thought they were something supernatural, but I was just thinking like the way that they were headed saying like Reed was going to go to the werewolves. And I thought yeah. that this was going to be like, make friends with them and then they will take you to this pack because like you know yeah. that Reed had like killed the other ones and then the way that they told that story where they were like there was a kid that came by that kept asking for tarot cards and like he was a wolf so I was, thought they were gonna be like we're also wolves but like that's not where I went so yeah I yeah I I think I had expected them to be witches but I just thought it was so strange that it came together so quickly like we don't know if any men who are witches oh by the way here's two of them and then maybe another one and like possibly three like within like days of finding out that reed has powers and he's not the first and blah 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 blah. and so that was just like i don't know and i just the twins were kind of strange and i also it really made me mad that you know reed was literally confronted with the fact that like magic isn't bad like magic is used to like is is used to your discretion it can be either really good or really bad it just depends on who's wielding it and it depends on how you wield it it's just a tool you know what i mean it's it's the person who's wielding it that that makes it good or bad like anything else but anyways um that's a discussion from another time but you know it's it and he's literally like smacked in the fucking face with this multiple times and he's like i still refuse to use magic because it's evil and it just makes me feel yucky and i'm like i hate you so much like true words have never been spoken um i 100 agree and i really did i mean i love a good carnival i love a good like troop on the road that's that might be my favorite trope like ending up in a carnival troop this is very elite in lorcan i was I just gonna say you do love elite in lorcan I, I do and like <laughs> i love carnival like i love me a good carnival troop water for elephants is like one of my top 20 favorite books. Yeah, I'm going with 20 because it's not, it's definitely not top 10. But like, I just love a good carnival troupe, like ended up on a carnival, whatever. I just, let me say that one more time. I just love like a good, <laughs> I'm so annoying. Um, So I was really hoping that that was going to be a much bigger part of it. And it was <laughs> because this book was so slow. But I've seen a ton of spoilers of the uh, Lou with white hair situation and the like slutty dress. And when that happened, I rolled my eyes. So anticlimactic. Literally the so most anti- anticlimactic scene of my life. Literally, like, I was like, okay, this is going to be kind of like hot. Like, this is going to be kind of spicy. Like, this is going to be fun. And they're like, reads like, and it started off that way with this like fun banter. And then all of a sudden, it's just like awkward and they hate each other and they're fighting. And I'm like, and that was the whole book. Like every interaction with them, it was like kind of spicy, like, it started off like, oh, I love you. And then it was like, but you use magic. And I don't like that. Or she's you're lying telling- again. Yeah, like she's like, oh lying. God, of course so. she's lying because you make her feel like trash every time she uses magic, which 
Would you be like upfront with someone who was like super fucking judgy about your life and your choices? Absolutely no, not. I don't fucking think so. I have like some sorry about the hair. <laughs> Again, I will defend Lou. That's my dying fair. breath. Um, I will. I'm really sick of the um, the like white hair situation as some like climactic, oh cha- like not anticlimactic, climactic change in the personality okay, of that let's person. Be, let's like, be very honest though. The whole white hair changing situation was the most anticlimactic thing in the world. I absolutely. thought she was going to be, I, I was, I had a feeling this was going to be like shadow and bone Alina situation where she used Same. all the power, blah, 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 blah. Right. No, she just left the bleach on too long. Like, <laughs> I'm like shit out of her hair. I think this was like a, a figurative, like change in her character type of thing. And I like get that, but like, let's stop doing like me dyeing my hair as being something like symbolic of something else. You know what I mean? Her chopping it off, dyeing her hair. She looks like her mom, blah, blah, blah. I'm just sick of it. Like I didn't like it in Alina. I, I dread the day they show that on television, but I just, I hated it so much more in this one. And I thought, again, I thought it was the same thing. I thought it was gonna be too much power. Something was going to happen. Aileen situation. She gets swiped off by a vlog prince hair. I'm sick of it. Like stop making a change in my hair, a character trait. Like I just hate it. She's a woman. Anything about her appearance is a character trait. Like, yeah. let's just. But like, it was just like they, that with the like white dress and like spinning on a wheel. And I was just like, I thought this was going to be like a big thing. And I'm surprised that like people took that small piece of it and like turned it into videos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm genuinely I was, shocked. I was very disappointed. It was very anticlimactic. Yeah. That whole scene was very anticlimactic for me. And it kind of was like, well, shit. Like, okay. I thought this was going a completely yeah. different direction. But um, I like guess saw not. my brain. My eyes rolled so far back in my head. I was just like, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, it was um, it was interesting. And so, you know, they're co- continuously fighting. I mean, literally, yes. in Serpent and Dove, they fight, like, a lot. But, like, it's fun banter. And, like, a cute they, like, Yeah. In Blood and Honey, I mm-hmm. was just, like, it, mostly it was me just wanting to smack Reed upside the head. Like, just, like... He was so annoying in this book. And I love Reed, but he was so annoying in this book. So I love a good bandit scene. Huge fan of that. Um, I was shocked to see Baz show back up. And then, you know, he attacks or whatever with like, then he's gone. But they never explained like. How he lost his memory. So yeah. Was that like Lou's fault? Like, was that what she was saying? Like I accidentally She took his memories and then she gave them back. And then he just like. Tra la 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 off in the forest with his bandit with his like banditos like and okay I will say this when she threw um Reed's knife thing yeah Yeah. whatever and it hit the tree I gasped out loud because I thought that she hit Devereaux because Devereaux was like disguised as a tree and I literally was like no and yeah it wasn't it just like ate it. it just ate it and I was like no and then he like loses flipped out his shit and it's like hate him to death i hate him so much in this moment like i hated him so much and just like the whole book and i didn't want to hate him i was like reading and i was like reed i don't want to hate you i like you reed i don't make me hate you like i literally hated him so much in this book i'm sorry shelby but reed was wanted to fucking smack him upside the head with the book like I, just, yeah, I, I hated I, him in this book. I have and so, so many go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, just I was just agreeing with you. I that that was really the moment where I was like, okay, I'm kind of over this. Like, first of all, we just spent 200 pages standing in the woods. 
And then we spent like five pages talking to a bunch of witches and the way that they decided to help her was because one of them got kidnapped, which I don't know, again, the Dom Rouches was really hyped up. I thought they were going to be like badass bitches and they let one of them get stolen, like in the middle of the funeral. And I was like, are we serious? Is Morgan like really that exciting and like crafty? I just was kind of tired of her. And so that part was weird and then yeah they end up back at the troop and I was like okay I love a good carnival I'll keep on yep. keeping on with this and then it was like yeah we're uh, we're here now we're actually like in the town it was like a minute away it was like 1.5 pages away we're like here Shut up. and I was like <laughs> I'm so confused when are they the timeline was werewolves? was janky yes like the timeline was super janky and then of course you get that and then they get the Dom Rouge's like they're gonna help and so they're like now we got to get the werewolves and then you find out that because you knew that reed had killed a werewolf to like be the like become the captain or whatever but then you like find out he killed the like alpha's son and you're like you're an idiot and so you know and so they're going in there and he's like i'm gonna challenge the alpha to a fight to the death and i was just like get a new line buddy i hate you i was just like so annoyed and it's just like it's so annoying and like i felt like lou the whole time like you're a fucking idiot like i feel like lou well, is just, just like, like i can't tell you anything because i know how you're gonna respond yeah like, she's lying to me and it's like i am i am lying because i know you and and yeah. it's just like but she's crazy like everyone's well, like, like she's so, nuts it's so frustrating because it's just like she's- i felt so frustrated for her because everyone was like walking on eggshells around her and it's like she like how how in the world would she want to be like for me like I wouldn't want to be honest with people I wouldn't want to talk to people or like talk about anything if people were fucking acting like I was gonna lose my shit at any second like yeah I I wouldn't want like I would feel like I would lose my shit at any second when people act that way like don't like well and I didn't adult conversation with me like this is kind of like rewind a little bit but his mom when she was like standing there and was like I was just hoping we'd do magic and it's like she was a little more cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs than like Lou was at any point I hate her so much and like everybody was just so mean I appreciate that like I do feel like Coco's friendship to Lou was like really strong throughout the whole thing and that was like very in character for her so I did appreciate that but I just I don't know I was just so annoyed when they were like going into the scene and again we have like Ansel doing nothing Bo was like snarky for a second and I was like okay bring him back bring it back bring it back um, the werewolf scene was very, again, felt a weird. little anticlimactic. So weird. Yeah. I wanted like, it to be epic. And it was you like, know what, you know, what made me laugh the most about this whole werewolf scene? He is like running around, like leave my scent here. Like, like go through the uh, water. Da, 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 da. I'm a great tracker. I know what I'm doing. Enough footsteps in the mud. Didn't think about that. And I'm like, are you are you kidding me like well and then he's like there was a river here and now there's no river and I was like hmm no river wow weird so boring and then I'm gonna like like, spider monkey this shit and jump from tree to tree like I don't and like they're werewolves like whether or not you covered your scent or backtracked or whatever they're gonna find you just like run dude and whether you have footsteps or not like they're gonna find you so just like keep on keeping on I just didn't like that it was like I challenge you. And he's like, no, you don't. You can run for your life or like you can die. And I was like, that's where yeah. we were going with this. Like, we're not going to like do yeah. a fight to the death. Like I get great. that they didn't want to kill the main guy, but like, it's just so strange. And 
I was not anticipating Lou like freezing the whole forest. Yeah, I wasn't anticipating that either. And then John Luke shows up. It was just chaos. This whole yeah. scene was just like, geez, Louise, what a chaos. guy. Like John Luke. If there's there's one that's stating character. I'll say that he's stating character for sure. But he was annoying AF. Like this part was dumb. I mm-hmm. it was really dumb. She fights him and like takes his sword from him, and she's like, "Here you go, Reed. I got this for you." And I was like, "Ew, stop! You're joking." Like this is, and then he's like, it "Doesn't feel the same because it's not the same." And I was like, "Oh, stab yourself in the heart and get it over with." Um, <laughs> it's just so it's not my sword. Well, and then they okay. were like, "Okay," and then he's like, "Here's some blood and honey in a vial." So this is like a little on the nose for me, kids. And they were like, "We owe you a blood debt." I'm like, "No, no, you owe Coco a blood debt. Like you don't know Reed shit." Um, I just felt like that was kind of annoying getting, how did you feel about the familiars? I kind of liked the familiars. I, I really liked the idea of this. And I thought it was interesting. She did a good job saying like, originally the cat was following Reed. And then like, as we get this inkling that like Lou is a little more troubled, she yeah. gets more and more. And I Quote, just unquote. found it hilarious that she was like, yeah, Accruing I saw Charlie. these familiars. Yeah, she's like, I sent Charlie to your mom. And he's like, like who's, who's Charlie? Charlie? She's like, the, the rat. rat. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm dead. So I, I really liked that. I really liked the idea. Yeah. But they, they sort of disappeared at some point and like were never brought up again. Yeah. There was a couple plot holes in here that just like really didn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. Them getting into the city. I was so confused as to like, yeah. everybody else just casually got in. But like, of course, Reed has to like draw the attention of other people and like Sorry. use magic for the very first time. I was like, He's ew. So annoying. Stop. <laughs> he annoyed the shit out of me. Yeah, he his was whole not. book. And then of course Lou saves his ass. Right, again. Again. Also, and you ain't climbing treats- up no horse's neck. Let me just tell you right now. You're not yeah, climbing I- up the neck of a horse. Just like jump on a side. Okay. okay buddy. First of all, you're supposed to be this giant of a man. First of all, that's not gonna happen. You are not Legolas. Second of all, you're supposed to be this giant of the man of a man on this hag, like nag of a horse who can barely move. You're not climbing up its neck to get on a sign. Like, that's not going to happen. Like, your fat ass would have broke that thing's neck. Let's just be honest. I was thinking oh. that. I was like, this is a lie. This is a jokey joke, joke, joke. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Anyways. Stop so, it. And then he's like, never, don't look down. Don't look down. Don't look down. I was like, gag me. And so, you know, Lou saves his ass again. And then he treats her like shit. Again. Again. And he's uh, like. Worst. and she's like you can't save this guy because she couldn't like if she like she was trying to protect reed like she's like you can't oh. go out there oh and that was heartbreaking oh, you know god Shuck. speaking I of press scene manon her name's manon i didn't notice that either and now all. i do and i was like oh we have another manon this part annoyed me like i forgot manon existed one yeah um, same I was like, who's Manon? Who is this person? Like, I literally was like, I don't know. I don't know who this person is. Black Trout. I have no, no idea who this person is. I know. Here we go again with the two name, the two namey thing. Mm, I don't like that. I'm not a big fan. Cloud. Monsieur Claude. Just kidding. Um, Claude and like Ciceri or whatever the name of the town is that I can't handle. Um, and Manon and Morgan. I just would like to, there are many letters in the alphabet. Oh, and <laughs> use them. Cecile, Cecile, and stop. Yep. Get it together. Um, but anyway, she like kills this guy who she loves because he's one of the king's sons or one this of the This is where the timeline really messes yeah. up. How long have you been in town falling in love with this rando dude? Yeah. 
yep, there's that. And then, um, you know, she tells Reed, like, that was one of your siblings, blah, 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 blah. And then he gets all pissy and then they fight again. And then he, and then she, like, tells him about, you know, she tells him about um, the, like, Dom Rouges and, like, what happened there. And two of his siblings got kidnapped and they're murdering all of his siblings and all this stuff. He's, like, losing his damn mind and then he gets all pissy and then takes off, just, like, runs away. And I'm like, again, with the... The chick in the costume, so they, like, were in the costume shop during this fight. This is another plot hole. That chick is like, stay here as long as you want. I know you're a witch. And then you're like... Yeah. It's very random. I'm sorry, did you have a name, ma'am? Yeah. Would you like to share that information as to how you're privy to my, like, little secrets? So that, to me, was really strange. I was like, is she a Don Blanche, like, working with Morgana and, like, kind of a Madame LaBelle situation or whatever? Or is this, like someone who's just a witch like I was so confused and then they never brought it up again which I get that it wasn't that relevant but like that was a, a kind of a plot hole for me that I was like I clung on to that one a little lady? bit yeah who is yeah this? and yeah. I was like oh okay so she wasn't relevant yeah and so they fight again and separate again and then they go they end up at the little hotel or whatever the leviathan the leviathan really the leviathan they end up there and um, <laughs> and Sorry, just... you know reed like shows up and he's like where's lou and they're like she's upstairs and coco and ansel are up there with her speak okay coco back up Da-da-da-da-da. coco and ansel what the fuck i don't know what to say um i like didn't really believe in the two of them and I understand like Ansel's love for her, like like for her and infatuation. It's puppy love. But it was just so dramatic when he was like, you kissed oh me. And I was like, oh shit. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. It just, it was so uncomfortable to me. I was like, yeah, she kissed you twice. And you're like, I thought you were going to marry me. I was like, this is you, why I thought you were the one. I'm like, first of all, you're a child. And this is a YA book. Again, I... But they're older. Zero... Like, Coco is in her 20s. We, like, did the math on this. Like, Coco's, yeah, like, 21 or 22. And he's 16. Like, or yeah. she's 20. And then Lou is 18. And Reed is 21. Like, uh-huh. they're older than he is. And it's just, like, it was a little bit cringy. In it was that. very cringy. And it was, like, I don't know. I just didn't I just felt like him the believe. whole book was just, like, I just can't do anything right. I just, like... And I love Ansel. Like in the first book, he was so good in Serpent and Dove. Again, I felt like these characters were just not true to who they were, you know, other than like Lou, which again. But like, I I don't know. I didn't, I, I didn't, was kind of annoyed at the whole situation, but it was I also it was just necessary. Like, did you? No. Like that Mm-mm. scene was so unnecessary because yeah. it was hardly brought up again. There was like one of the references was like, oh, and at least they're talking to each other. Yeah. But it was so weird. It was like, so you guys fought and then they never talked about it and it was like are and you then guys- Bo says something mean and then Ansel starts crying and and I'm just like I Which, like we're all for being I'm like I'm emotions. I'm all for like anyone and everyone being in touch with their emotions like men can cry that's fine like I don't I don't care that's fine but like I, this just felt so 16 year old annoying like high school shit yeah, and it was just me that I don't like care about trying to be it, a big plot point. But it added not. nothing to yeah. the story. Exactly, like it added nothing to the story, and it's just like okay, she doesn't like him. Like okay, like I I don't know. It just like, I didn't think it added anything to the story, and it kind of was 
and again, anticlimactic. And so there was a lot of scenes in here that I'm like, oh, like that you've seen videos about or reels about. And you're like, oh, okay. And it's just so anticlimactic. And you're just like, so is anything gonna happen? I'm shocked that I've never watched, heard, seen a spoiler for this book, like a real spoiler. I did. You know about Ansel? Mm-hmm. Did you? Yep, because I wow. watched a TikTok and didn't realize what it was because they didn't put spoiler on there. Son of a gun. I was like so angry. So I think that's why that wasn't as emotional for me when I read it. But yeah, yeah, I was actually, I don't think it was going to be that emotional. It wasn't, I don't think if I had not known about it, I don't think it would have been as emotional anyways. That's like the bad part though, because like you and I both love him, like as a character, like Mm -hmm. for me, it's like Coco Lou Ansel is like how I would write them. And like Reed, even before, like, I don't, I didn't love Reed and Serpent and Dove. Like, I don't think he's that great. Yeah. We're all like in it for a light haired man, but this just felt like it was so ungenuine to his character and like, he yeah. just felt so relevant. And then, you know, it was, I mean, it was one sentence and I was like, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. <laughs> it was just, what? No, shut up. Yeah. It was bad. But anyway, so the so- tavern was like a fun setting. I liked the idea yeah. of the tavern um, mm-hmm. and you know, the enemies to enemies thing and, and them continuously fighting. Like I thought that was really well played out. Uh, mm-hmm. That was probably a, the, my, one of my favorite parts about this book was like, Reed runs off or what have you um, to go confront the king and like talk to his dad with Bo so and his wrong. mother. And mm-hmm. I loved the like werewolves fighting with the witches and being like, yeah, when are we ever going to come back? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Didn't anticipate her lighting Coco on fire. But Didn't see that coming. I really that like scene read so weird to me. So weird. So weird. I didn't realize what was happening until she like was done and was like, oh no, I almost put Coco on fire. And I was like, is that what was happening? Like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Is that what was going on? Because I'm lost. And so, yeah, that was a little confusing for me. I was like, what is happening here? I don't understand. But I did, I thought this was a good, it was a witchy scene. She's like using her powers to listen to them. They were bantering. I really liked that one. Yeah, I was confused. I hate this like, it's just like what happens in like vampire diaries and everything like that when they get injured and they have the ability to heal them like nobody actually dies and it was five minutes of like branch nobody's nothingness. actually hurt and everything's fine and this was just like one of those things that i think in the, in gods and monsters i have a feeling that lou is gonna go off a rocker a little bit more we know why at the end of this book but i yeah, think they were trying to build is. it up to be like coco and reed are not going to realize that she is like being manipulated because she had done x y and z she in was this book. quote unquote already off her rocker exactly so i think that that's I what this was Jesus. building up to <laughs> i think that's what this was like going for but i was i agree like that was a weird scene it read really weird yeah i liked the idea of like the catacombs as well like underneath the city yeah that happens in a lot of these books and like major like anything fantasy they had there's catacombs yeah. in the city it's real in real life so i did think that was kind of fun that Bo was like i know all the ways and like that yeah. was cute so and, sneaky yeah and you like were, I think we forgot that he was the prince and he's the only prince like I thought that he was the younger son for whatever reason in my head yeah so did I plays out. yeah so I liked that his confrontation with his dad being like I'm the only heir and I was like are mm-hmm. you that was ballsy so I forgot <laughs> I also liked his sisters I really did yes. his sisters were were such a fun they were such fun characters and their banter with Bo and their relationship and with the Bo one. I do too. I really, really like them. And so, and I liked that Reed like kind of warmed to them and was like, these are my half sisters. Like these are my siblings, you know? And so that was kind of, 
I really like that. I thought that was really sweet. How did you feel about the king? The king is just, again, what is it with these like psycho leaders, like with Morgan and the king and like all the, I'm just like, what? Okay. I'm all right, I guess. He was aggressive. And I will say this. So this is a YA book, but like, she does have a couple of profanities in here. And those ones to me in the first book were funny. And this one felt unnecessary. Like I got a little annoyed with like, you sent me one. (laughs) Yeah. Which like that word doesn't really bother me but it just felt like a little unnecessary. And like, there was a couple of times where he just shouted like, fuck. And I was like, okay. Like in the first one, it, it was a lot. And she like, was that kind of profane person. And then this one, it, she wasn't. And so it just felt like, I was like, is this a YA book? Is this not like, are you allowed to say that? I know there's like a limit to how many you can say, well, it's still being YA, but yeah, that he was foul. Like he's foul. And we didn't get any vibe from him in the first book. So I kind of anticipated this was the person he was going to be, but it was still annoying. And it was annoying that like Bo's mom is like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just like weak and sad and like so oh. annoying. So annoying. I, I hate <sighs> the capturing scene. They get captured. They're being tortured, whatever. I thought it was interesting that they were giving them like hemlock and things like that, because mm-hmm. this is like, that's what they used to do with the witch trials, like back in the 1500s yeah. and things like that. So I, she does a really great job of pulling like real things from Factual this, this time period yeah. the bible references to that all that kind of stuff and she mentions that in the tapestries with adam and eve i really like that description i could like see that in my head she has a good job of the world building there was just a lot of things that like felt flat it's our character development one for me in this one um and they were captured for like again three pages and then it's like they took my mother and i was like oh my god your mother's a bitch Who i don't cares? care everyone hates your mom she's terrible I hate her so much. What did you think about the funeral scene and like them finally talking and having the like chit chat? Um, I thought that was great, but I also thought it was very strange that they like banged it out <laughs> after he was like, the, crying. like that, like crying and I'm it's a funeral. Like a man, but. And it's just like, again, I'm And that was our for... only like smutty scene in and the it... whole book wasn't very good. I mean it it's it's YA so it was considered a force again yeah at this point I'm done with them I, I don't mm-hmm. believe Lou and Reed like each other I don't believe they care about each other they can say I'll be with you until the end where you go I'll go hashtag Ruth whatever you can say that for ages but like yeah. I don't believe you I just okay. don't I that fight that they had about his like bandolier or whatever it is really did it in for me and then the fight that they had at the store I was like so you don't care about her you're no. too wrapped up in your like self-loathing yeah and, and yourself and whoever and your own like you're he's so selfish well, like, like he's so selfish yeah she literally died she died like well okay she this is my thought i was just gonna say he spent the entire time feeling guilty for killing the archbishop had that conversation with john locke they're like sean luke i don't know how to say his name anyways they're having this like chat with him whatever and he's like feeling guilty about it he did not kill the archbishop the archbishop was gonna die either way like i know he physically like stabbed him in the heart but like they were gonna kill him they were in the process of killing him it says and they did a flashback dark veins were like running through his body they had poisoned him they were using him for that purpose anyway like he was going to die so he would die by the witch's hand or he would die by reed's hand and reed was gonna save lou's life so like i understand that he was the one who physically did it but like the archbishop was gonna die either way so his guilt that he carried throughout this whole thing was so annoying to me because it's like he was dying when you stabbed him 
right for me it made it made his that action means so much less the fact that he felt so guilty about it like you did this to save Lou like you made this decision you you acted upon it like you quote unquote use magic etc whatever you want to whatever but the fact that he was constantly bringing it up being self-loathing about it hating himself having so much of this guilt being mad at Lou it was him like transfer it was him transferring his anger about and his self-loathing about what he did onto Lou he was mad because he had to save, he killed the archbishop to save Lou. Like, and he talks about, he's like, I would do anything for Lou. I'm like, yeah, but then you make her feel shit for saving her life. Like, then you know what? You should have let her die. If you're going to like make her feel guilty for existing, you should have let her die. Like that, Yeah, that exactly. is one thing that Mess. I cannot stand. I can't stand. Like, like, yeah. are you going to, did you do this because you care about me and out of the goodness of your heart, Absolutely because you care not. about me Never. and you love me, or are you going to make me feel like guilty for it for the rest of my life and Absolutely. pay for this for the rest of my life? Absolutely. And that's what I felt was going on. And that makes me so Rage. angry to the core of my being. Well, like, and that's like such a manipulative thing to do, especially yes. in a YA novel. And it's like such a bad character trait too. Like, I was like, I'm not convinced by this. Like, this is... I don't want to say it's rare, but like, this doesn't happen a lot in real life. And I know that these are fantasy novels, but like, that's a bad egg. And we're not going to like that guy that like, is that person that's manipulative and like, makes you feel guilty for whatever you did or whatever happened or whatever they for did existing. for you or whatever for existing. Like we don't get a comeback well, story for and that that's, dude. And that's the thing too, is like, she, she's like, he's like, I don't want you to use magic. She's like, I am magic. Right. That's who I am. Like, and you knew this, you knew this when you, well, you didn't know this when you married me, but you knew this when you came and saved me. Right. You knew this when you saved, brought me back to life. You knew you this knew when you this, killed the archbishop. You told me it wasn't, like, it was, we were going to get through it. It was me. Well, fine. and I feel like that was the same but relationship you, with his mom. He was like, I forgave you because she was dying, but now, like, I'm not going to sit here and have a nice relationship with her. And, like, I'm yeah. allergic to pears. I was like, shove off, dude. Like, I just. It's so annoying. I, I'm going to have a really hard time in Gods and Monsters same. letting him be redeemed. And I don't know if that's, like, from personal experience or what have you, but, like, it just pisses me off when there's that guy that's like, I'm going to make everybody feel guilty or feel he's just running themselves. around throwing out red flags. Like that's <laughs> literally all he's doing. Yeah. Like, and like, he's not, me, red be... flag. he's not, he's not the red death. He's the red flag. Like he's just, literally <laughs> well, like... And he's like not supposed to be a morally gray character. Like he is written as like a, a pretty so straight laced will... character. Actually, actually, oh. uh, hot take here okay. apparently he is actually shelby refers to him as a morally great character he's but, morally great now because of what happened yeah but initially his character is written as very straight lace it's morally great now because he doesn't know where he falls in that line i understand yeah. that but there's a difference between there's a difference between castile morally gray and yeah. reed diggory more more morally gray that's a much reed better. is just Ka like kaz is morally gray and the fact that like he's willing to kill people because he's defending his kingdom and Reed is morally gray and that he does not know where his morals lie any longer. And those yeah. are two different morally he's gray characters. That lost, is not, he's a lost boy. That's that is not the trendy, like villain-esque no. man that we want. Like you mm -hmm. were given to us as a character as being a church man, a warrior for the church, like a knight in shining, a literal knight in shining armor. You do not get to change him, his entire personality to make someone else feel bad for who they are. That's how yeah. I feel. Like you yeah. cannot turn him morally gray. And in doing that saying like, he is morally gray because he's mean to Lou because he resents who he is because he's still mourning the archbishop. Like 
Yeah, All of those no. things do not define his character, and it did in this book, and that I think yeah. is like so. It's gonna be to it's gonna be really hard for me to forgive him. In Absolutely, Masters I agree, and hundred percent have him redeemed. So we'll see. People say it's really good, so we'll see. Um, but I had a hard time with their Feelings. relationship. I have many, many a feeling I've been yeah. in relationships like that where men are manipulative and they blame everything on you. And it's but that's fucking not exhausting. That's not a comeback story anybody wants to hear. No. Like, we, don't give, we don't care. Those people are gone and done and we're over it. And like, They're, those are not people that are, we're ever going to be friends with in a later life or like, you don't even want to be friends with those people. Like, I just yeah. hate that. It, it, it is the worst personality trait. And it's so childish for someone who's mm-hmm. written as like uh, an, someone in their early twenties. Like it just yeah. irritated me. Yeah. The catacombs, the locking him out. That really was just like, shut up, kill me. Um, and she like puts the knife, she's like, I took the only knife I have out of my boot and slid it into the door and locked him out. And I was like, then how did Ansel get in? Because it was only spelled against Reed. But if the knife was in the way, he's like- She I took the knife out. Oh, she took it out, okay. Let's see, that she was written poorly. Yeah. I loved the idea of a bone masquerade in the catacombs. That sounds real fun. I right? And it was very of hunchback of Notre Dame. Absolutely. Yeah. It's also very, very throne of glass. Um, that too. <laughs> I I really wanted there's another book from um Neil Gaiman and it's called Neverwhere, Never something like that. And it's essentially about like the subground of London and and like the mole people but it's about like the underground of London. And it felt like that too. Like it was really good world building. And like, I, I wanted more of that from, you know, this, and I wanted to see a carnival and all that stuff and, you know, the masquerade, but of course, no, we just get dead people in coffins that are half decaying. That's so creepy and gross. Foul. She's like, there were things ooze. I'm like, did you really have to do that? Cut that much detail? Like it's a dead body. She's like, she wasn't all the way decomposed and things were oozing out of her and oozing onto her sister. And I'm the like- words- soiled nightgown (laughs) (laughs) so gross and so they save whatever the hell her name is which also another character that i just was so annoyed with what a vibe just so annoyed and so she existed i literally taylor swift was playing in my head i forgot that you existed same same there was a few characters in this book like that these riddles were hard i'm not very good riddle solver but i definitely wouldn't have come up with that Mm -mm. Mm -mm. nope definitely she's like I know where she is I'm like how like what where did you come up with their like I don't understand a mirrored casket means that you're like laying with your sister anyways I was just like this is gross this is another whiny moment did it I where's Reed where's Reed I miss him he you're a witch I'm like fuck you no the part with okay I I I don't know if I hate this trope, but it just like irritates me a lot when one person is like, you're worthless. I hate you. You're nothing. Like telling them all the things they don't want to hear. And then like that person dies. I like knew it was, gonna, I mean, I read spoilers because I just like couldn't make it through the book, but I knew Ansel was going to die in the way that she did that. Like, it's always one of those ones where it's it like, I also never very got weird to forgive him. She's just like, like you're worthless blah 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 blah. and then the next scene they're like holding each other's hands and like are you okay literally we're okay like we're gonna we're gonna get literally. through this and I was like I'm so confused I'm so confused I just like just whiplash like I don't know what then at the end, like, I never got to tell him that I was sorry and it's like I think you did like I think you were fine you were holding hands 
I mean, you guys were fine. He forgave you. Like, it was just like, and then that whole scene was written. So I was so confused. You know, you go in there and also like Morgan, the most dramatic evil villain ever. I mean, just like, this was a very like it moment of like all the dead children hanging in the ceiling. She's very dramatic though. You know, she like pulls her cloak away and there's like Gabby and she's like, it was so... I don't know. It was just a little dramatic for me. And then Scar and Mufasa. Yeah, and then Claude shows up and I had a hard time picturing what he looked like. I was picturing the imps from Lord of the Rings. That's where I was at. Like, I was like, okay, (laughs) so he's just like a tree He's an ent. He's an ent. ent. Sorry, an ent. Who am I? I'm the worst fan ever. I was like, what's an imp? (laughs) An ent. I was was picturing the ent from Lord of the Rings. Like, that's where I was at. I was like, okay, (laughs) so like He's Beard. a tree herder. Tree beard. Cat-like eyes. I'm confused. Um, that was the vibe I went with. He's with like tree beard. Claws. Yeah. That's where I went with that. Yeah. I, <laughs> it wasn't described well. Uh-uh. Um, when he popped up and she was like, you're wood for wood. And I was like, who? <laughs> the fuck is this guy? No, never have we brought this motherfucker up. Ever. He was brought up once in Nuh-uh. the beginning of the book. He yeah, he was. was. No he, way. He was. When? Like, once. What? In book? the beginning of the book. This book. Absolutely not. Like once. One sentence. Oh, That's in the-, the like first, first chapters. Yeah, I skipped yeah. over those. So I definitely blacked that shit out. But um, I was like, <laughs> I've never heard of this guy. <laughs> this is a lie. She, she doesn't go here. Yeah, I was like, I literally felt that way. I was like, who? I'm just gonna I'm gonna chalk that one up to I forgot I was like this guy a god stop it he's like he basically was like I am god like he straight up was literally can't I am god okay so without saying I am god I was so said I'm god she stabbed her mom and you're like Like, big g god yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and like that would so make sense for this like whole book. But I, I didn't like when she stabbed her mom and she was like, I'm gonna finish her off. And then like gets distracted by noises in the background. And I was like, okay, so this isn't gonna end here. It offs them. No. And then like Treebeard comes up and he's like, <laughs> she's like, You left me. And I was like, Can you just squish her like an orc for me, please? Like just- I was so tired. I was just like, I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Very confused. I really wanted John Luke to die. Very confused. Yeah. I wanted a lot of people in this book to die. Not Ansel, but like teeter totters off in catacombs and is like, she just like backs away and she's like, stab, run away. Like, I was just like, I don't. The description of that was graphic. Oh, let's just go with that. Just there's blood, a halo of blood. I'm like, literally slipping and sliding through Ansel's blood. That's what she said. I was like, vomit. And then here's Coco just like losing her shit. And she's like, maybe I did like him. And I'm like, I hate you I so can't. much. <laughs> and then of course, of course. and then her tears are fire. That Absolutely. I was I so that. annoyed about hearing about Coco's fire tears. That got brought up more than anything in this book. Like so many times. Well, and Am I like, the only one who saw that? What a weird thing. Like they were like, oh, tears are too emotional. And I was like, okay. So, so like they sleep. catch things on fire like she i every time her and lou had a conversation she fire talked tears. about her trying not to cry so she wouldn't light things on fire and i'm like why like what 
I don't well, and it's just and, like they made it sound like there were other powers that were like involved with that and then never brought it yes. up. They were yeah. like, tears are too emotional. We don't like don't do things with them, but like we could like many things. But mostly those many things are lighting on the fire. I was like, okay. I don't understand. And, and then so like, his pyre is gonna be this dirty cavern. I was like, <laughs> it was too much fire to go back and get his body. And so now he's gonna die in these nasty rat infested caverns. Charlie, go get him. Like, I am like, what what? We like, all love what? a good like crumbling tunnel. Also. I just I didn't get it. And then she's like mad at Devereux. She's like, you could have killed her. And he's like, yeah, my bad. Like, <laughs> he's like, won't make that the, mistake again. After I just said I won't make that mistake again. So and then the wolves just like, again. literally, the wolves were so pointless. Oh, absolutely. The wolves played absolutely no role whatsoever in this book. Like, so, no, they didn't help. They got taken away. They didn't do anything yeah. when they found her. Like, and then they just like leave. And I'm like. So I was, just, I guess, well, I'm sure we'll find out more in, in Gods and Monsters, but when they first got in the catacombs and people were like disappearing or what have you, um, I'm annoyed that we didn't get a conclusion to that. Like the six people are still like missing in the tunnels. Um, did you anticipate that it was going to be LaCrazy and her little ghost that were like working with Morgane, Morgan? Yes. I knew they were sus from the beginning. Actually, no. I, when they, when she was like talking, they're like sitting in the bedroom. I'm like, this isn't going to end well. Why is she in the bedroom talking to her? Like of all people alone, why is she sitting there with Nicolina and the aunt by herself? Like Coco would have been just as upset. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're like, and they're like making plans. And it's like, why is Reed not in there? Why is Coco not in there? Why is it just them? Like, that felt really weird yeah. to me. Like, really, really weird. And why isn't Devereaux in there? Like, that was really weird well, to me. And I'm like, oh, this is not going to end well. Yeah, I kind of had that feeling that I was like, I could understand her not having Reed and, like, obviously not Devereaux because he's a god and, like, she didn't yeah, want him he to can't know that, like... be involved. Yeah, or, like, she didn't want him to know that she was, like, nucking futs. Um, But I feel like I was it felt very out of character that Coco wasn't there because Coco was just as upset and like wanted to do the exact same thing. So I agree. Like that was so strange. I was like, this was weirdly written. Like you knew something was going to happen. Really strange. Yeah. Like way strange. And so obviously they like, it was so, you know, it was so weird. She's like screaming. She's like, scream all you want. He spells the door. And I'm like, wouldn't you know if they had spelled the door? Like, Uh. I, was, I just it was a little weird for me I don't know I just thought it was weird and then it ended with Coco and Reed being like oh she wants to storm the, the Chateau, Chateau LeBlanc and then she runs out and gives Reed a kiss and I'm just like so did Michalina like possess her is that what happened like so this was that like <sighs> This was the part where I didn't like about the Dom Rouches. The neck thing with like the shilling oh. their neck for submission really creeped me out. But Coco made it. So this is what I gathered from it. Coco made a reference that said like, never let her take your blood because she can control you. So I thought that she had like sliced Lou's arm. She didn't. She gave her her she blood. didn't. So I. Like the aunt gave Lou her blood. And I'm so, like. Did you read the next chapter? Like the, the, the pre, the preview of Gods and Monsters. No, it's at the end of I this. I didn't. No. The first chapter in that is Nicolina. So 
I like her POV. So I wonder if you're right. Like, I wonder if she took over Lou's body and it's both. Yeah. Because she keeps talking about kissing Reed and being able to kiss Reed and like blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, ew, that's so gross. And like, go there with that. But I agree. That makes sense now. Like, it was just like, she's just like, Nicolina just kind of freaks me out a little bit. And then like, I didn't get until about halfway through that she was a ghost. Yeah, I didn't either. Didn't, didn't, didn't. Until they said it in the tavern, I was like, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like a little critter hanging out, like. Yeah, it was strange. Then how can she eat hearts? If she's a ghost, why would she need to eat hearts? Like, let's just. (laughs) So many questions. I don't know. I, yeah. So basically that's the whole book. Not much happens. Kirsten's at the start of this episode. I loved it. I just loved being back in the world. I love these I characters. Did. I it was love- just such a good book. Kirsten at the end. So that's basically it. Nothing happened. <laughs> I did love it. Like I love being back yeah. in the world and I like missed these characters. That doesn't mean I didn't want to punch Reed in the fucking face the whole time or like shake Coco and bring her back to her damn senses. Like you know, I don't know. It just, yeah, I don't know. I love being back in this world again. I love Shelby's writing. I think she does a good job, but I just like, it wasn't it for me. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, from the beginning. What was, was your, what was your star rating? I would give this one probably like a three, two, five. Ooh, hot take. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite. Again, there's a lot of plot holes. I, Lou, again, like I said, Lou felt like the only one that was like true to her character throughout the whole book. Um, I did like the addition of the new characters. I did like Devereaux. I thought he was really cool. I thought he was a fun character. Um, and his tree beard form was a little strange, but you know, it's fine. Um, and I don't know, Lou or Reed pissed me off to no end throughout this book. I was so angry with him, um, which made me sad. Um, so we'll see if he can redeem himself in Gods and Monsters. He's got a lot of work to do. Um, and then um, was sad for Ansel. I did not cry in this book, though, for anyone who's asking. Did not cry. Um, maybe because I already... Time? No. Okay. But Ansel dies, so... Um, probably because I knew he was going to die, but I don't think I would have cried if I hadn't known i didn't think it was yeah and so yeah so i felt like there was a lot of anticlimactic scenes things that i felt the she built up to be so important that were just kind of fell flat for me um again i i I do love her world building i love her storytelling i think i think the werewolves were pointless um but you know the mythical creatures are fun i would have liked to hear more about the dom rouges and i think we will hear more about them in the next book um just because i think they're going to play a more integral part in the whole thing um obviously because they're controlling lou um but yeah so i'm curious also to see what happens with Bo and how that how he plays out and what happens with him in the third book um so yeah very excited to read gods and monsters this one wasn't my favorite um but it was good to be back in the world and to read about lou again she's probably one of my favorite mcs of all time so um love her to death we were (laughs) we were um i was watching Catherine from blissfully bookish cheese and the author shelby marin um we're having a live talking about sherpin and dove blood and honey writing etc etc and so and she was like yeah I would say that 
um, what did she say? Read is a, a one or a two or something like that. And, um, and she's like, and Lou is definitely a seven. And I was like, I knew I liked her for a reason. Like we're both Enneagram sevens and just weirdos. So, um, yeah, I, I love Lou. I, again, as I said before, I will defend her to my dying breath. I love her to death. She's probably one of my all-time favorite MCs. So, um, excited to finish out her story in Gods and Monsters, but Reed, son, you got a lot of work to do. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I'm going to have a really hard time liking him as a character in this next one. Uh, I probably gave this one about a three, maybe like a two, two and a half. It might've been a two and a half. <laughs> it was pretty bad for me. I don't know. I just, Ooh. I really struggled through it. I really yeah. did. I mean, and- you never look up spoilers and the fact that when you said you were looking up spoilers and things like to get through it, I was kind of shocked like, at that. Something has to happen. You probably, if we weren't reading this for the podcast, you probably would have DNF. I absolutely would have. I, I, I absolutely would have. I would have read the spark notes and like gone on to the next one to see what happened. <laughs> I really, I, I like thought about it. I was like, how many pages do I have to read? I don't know why it just, it was such a filler for me. And like, I think I have this like mentality that there's so many other books out there to read. And it's like, I, I love these characters, but again, I don't love the plot of France as an entity or even like fake France. So that didn't do it for me. There's a couple of things in here that like, I, I don't speak French. So I felt like I had to do a lot of like Google translating back and forth to like, not like the basic ones, but when they made the reference to like read, not being read anymore, being read LaBelle or whatever, I was like, what the hell does that mean? Um, and like, there was just a few things in here. I was like, okay. It, it's cute that it's like in French, but like some of it didn't have a real like reference. So it was overdone. The profanities were just a bit much for me. Um, it was, the characters were very aggressive in the wrong way. Um, and quite literally not a single thing happened until the last like 20 pages. So I was bored. It was good. I love her writing. Um, I really liked Serpent and Dove. I'm excited to see what happens next. I just think that Serpent and Dove could have been the only book in this series and I would have been fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this one fell pretty flat. She could have, and and I have some, I mean, I have high hopes for this next one and Mm -hmm. I think that it will be good, but she could have just ended it. And honestly, I think that's like, it could have been, honestly, it could have probably been two books. Yeah, absolutely. She could have just, Um, but I think that's also kind of that second book curse. I feel like there's like a second book like curse yeah yeah especially if their first book is really good and popular um the second book tends to fall a little flat um yeah this one just kind of fell a little flat for me again I did like reading about Lou and being back in this world again but yeah hopefully I just was sad like I I'm a big side character person like I, I usually don't like the main character or they're never my favorite and I love Coco for being like a really strong side character. And it just felt like she wasn't that in it. And I think that that like really bummed me out. Um, I wanted something to happen with her and Ansel and whether that be like a friendship type of thing, or they continue this like flirtation. I just, that, that really made me sad. And yeah, it's hard to like love a book when the main characters that are love interests are not anymore. And they're still they like each to other. convince themselves <laughs> that they are. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just a lot of like red flags in the character department. I think that like, like I said, I he was not the really struggled. He was not the red death. He should have been called the red flag. Yeah, Whole like, fucking book, just tossing them. He was not tossing knives. He was tossing red flags. Like absolutely. that was read this entire book. We do not like to tear things apart, but here we are, one hour and forty-five minutes later, tearing the book apart. 
Um, we will do gods and monsters next week. And I hope that I am in a much happier mood about it. Same. <laughs> Same. I, so this will be a little bit of an experiment, not really an experiment, but, um, you know, Tatiana's holding out for the paperbacks. So I actually did not pre-order gods and monsters because I waited a really long time for blood and honey to come out on paperback. I actually just recently bought it. Even though I don't buy the whole series, usually I wanted for this set to be like for once in my life, the matching set. So I'm holding out for gods and monsters. So I will actually be doing the audio book and Kirsten is going to be reading the physical book. And I've heard some things that the audio narrator is not great. So I am interested um, to see what it's like to do the audio version. And I think I might enjoy it more. um, Interesting. Because I have a feeling that the accent it's not going to be as hard to get through yeah it's not gonna be as hard to get to but i have a feeling that like with the act i'm hoping that it's a like we hunt the flame where it's like a different pov they like change the voice actor so i think yeah. that and i think with like the accents and things it'll make a big difference because i read half of gilded wolves and listened to the other half and i liked the second half better because it felt like lumiere was reading me a book so i'm hoping that we there's some that. sort of like french accent to it yeah um but yeah so that'll be a nice experiment i'll let you know if if i like the book more listening to it on an audio version Hmm. interesting hot take yep yep so and the kindle was just as expensive as the hardback which is why i didn't buy the kindle so i got the audio i used the audible two-week free trial because your girl cheap as hell i guess i didn't finish explaining that so yeah i wasn't gonna pay like 12.99 <laughs> for the kindle and i would just bought the paperback or the hardcover but yep. i'm waiting for the paperback 1.5 years from now and i got the audiobook for free so yeah i went with the hardcovers yeah you're so. smart i didn't and mistakes have been made <laughs> but that's why I listen to an audiobook. It's not because I'm uh, not wanting to read it. I just that was my only option. We're resourceful over here. Hey, gotta make it work, man. Gotta make it work. Anywho. So yep. Yeah. So we, that's we do have one obscure book recommendation. It's not ours. Um, Laura, shout out to Laura, sent me this one and it actually sounds really good. And a couple of my like Goodreads friends have added it to their TBR. So that feels nice. Sounds like it's real. It is called The First Girl Child by Amy Harmon. From the New York Times bestselling author comes a breathtaking fantasy of a cursed kingdom, warring clans, and unexpected salvation. Buyer of Salak, yeah, I didn't say that right, bastard son of a powerful and jealous chieftain, is haunted by the curse once leveled by his dying mother. Bartered, abandoned, and rarely loved, she played the lands with her words. From this day forward, there will be no more daughters in Selic. Raised amongst the keepers of Temple Hill, Buyer is gifted with inhuman strength. But he is also blessed with an all-too-human heart that beats with one purpose, to protect Alba, the first girl-born child nearly two decades, and the salvation for the country at risk. Now the fate of the country lies in Alba and fire, whose bond grows deeper with every whisper of the coming chaos, charged with the battle of their enemies, both within and without. Bayer, who is fueled by love for a girl who has defied the scourge of Salak, what Bayer and Alba don't know is that they threaten that they each threaten the king, a greedy man who has built a throne on lies, murder, and betrayal. There is only one way to defend their land from corruption that has taken over, by breaking the curse that could defeat the king, but could also destroy themselves. Ooh, Norse. I'm all about that. Yeah. She has that one, and then there's another one that's called The Second Blind Son, and it's hmm. um, also a Nordic, like, Norse. I'm assuming that's, like, a sequel. It's like a, or chron- like a, it's a chronicle yeah. of, so they're not, like, related necessarily, but they're also, just yeah in the same world. but the same world yeah yeah so that one sounds really interesting and i hadn't heard of it before like but i actually saw it on audible and um it came up on my like goodreads suggestions too so huh. sounds interessante interesting that's our obscure book recommendation of the week 
because we love that person and I have not read any of your books because <laughs> we're just catching up on everything else yeah, if you do have any obscure books or books that you really enjoyed that maybe you don't see a lot of on the bookish interwebs, please send us a, a note, a DM or whatever, and uh, let us know any books that you uh, would like to hear for, uh, about or be kind of shouted out here on the podcast. Yeah, so thank you guys for joining us this week. Um, I know we kind of were a little uh, doom and gloom about this one. Sorry, guys. but. Uh, we're here to be honest with you. So we're going to be honest and give you our opinion. So hopefully, you know, take it as you will. We're hoping that Gods and Monsters um, is that redemption arc. But yeah, so we're here for that. Tune in next week to hear our take on Gods and Monsters. And then we also have a bonus episode coming out next Wednesday. Bookish This or That Part 2. So it was a lot of fun to record that one. We had a good time. There's, again, we learn a lot about each other whenever we do any kind of like this or that things. So those are always fun. We talked some really good conversations in that one. So join us for that next week for our bonus episode. At the end of the month, we are moving on with our uh, retelling series and our bonus episodes. So we will be doing another retelling, I guess, at the beginning of September. Oh, my goodness. So very exciting. But um, yeah, so we got a lot of fun things on the docket coming up. So any other announcements, though? We are still reading The Night Swim by Meg- Megan Golden. That's a thriller about a podcast. So we always love that. Um, our book club will probably be at the end of the month, but if you guys want to join that, it's in the Discord. Or if you guys have read it, it came out like two years ago, I think, 2019. So if you have read it and you just want to chat with us about it, you definitely can. Like I said, we'll do that meeting at the end of the month. But I think that's it. We yeah. have a special guest coming on at the end of the month. And then we are going to be special guests on another podcast in September, doing a collab with them. So we are super excited about that one. And we'll kind of switch it up at the end of the month. Yep. Yeah. Good so we're stuff. so excited. Good, good, good stuff. If you yeah. aren't following us, follow us, like, subscribe. We are on TikTok and Instagram at the Bookish Banter Podcast. So you guys have questions or whatever you want to DM us. But yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, that's all I have. So everyone have a wonderful rest of the week. Tune in on Monday for Gods and Monsters. Um, we will see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bookish Banter Podcast this week. We would appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave a five-star review. Thank you once again, and we'll see you all next week.